Welcome to The Unstoppable Show. I'm your host, Jenny Lane, and I'm here to help you become unstoppable in your small business so that you create a money-making brand that changes yours and your family's life for good. This show is perfectly suited to female entrepreneurs working from home, growing small profitable businesses in the online space. Let's dive in to this episode. Hello and in this episode I'm going to share with you seven common mistakes that small business owners make. Grab a coffee, buckle up, I'm going to share seven mistakes here and then I'll share more mistakes in my next episode so stay tuned. Let's dive right in. Mistake number one, your mailing list or a lack of. Yep, I'm starting with something that I have to talk about way too often because it's one of the biggest gaps I see in small businesses. Too many of you either don't understand the value of a mailing list or perhaps you don't know how to set a mailing list up or maybe you just can't be bothered with the effort that a mailing list takes. Now, your mailing list is literally like the beating heart of your business. Without one, your business is broken, whether you realise it or not. Your mailing list is a place your warm audience hangs out. That means they are the people who are more likely to buy from you on repeat. So the quicker you can build, engage and nurture people on your mailing list, the greater the sales you'll make in your business. If you're in this game to make lots of money, I'm telling you straight up that your money sits right inside your mailing list. Way too many female business owners focus all their attention on social media. They try to build loyal followers over there who will buy from them. There's nothing wrong with that in principle. But if you're really, really invested in building a loyal, paying tribe, the place that hands down is going to beat social media is a good mailing list. Sure, you need to get strategy to build, engage and nurture and then sell to your list. And yes, it takes time to do this, which is why so many female business owners ignore doing it. But the rewards you will achieve when you commit to list building will blow out of the water those of your competitors who don't have a list. Next mistake is finding your own message. Do you know what I see a lot of on social platforms? Gotta say it drives me a little bit nuts. People showing up and regurgitating the same old shit that everyone else is posting about. Personally, I'll run as far in the opposite direction as I can from that sort of strategy. All the trends, the things those gurus tell you to do to go viral. Often, the only thing that those trends bring to you are people who are looking to be entertained rather than people who are looking to buy. So I want you to be bold enough to stay in your own lane, to find your own unique voice and to connect with an audience who will buy from you because you're showing up and giving value in a way that resonates with the pains, the challenges, the issues they face and the sort of results they're looking for. Over the long haul, that type of strategy is going to serve you so much better than being pulled into the latest pointy, dancey, viral video challenge that everyone else is doing. He honestly makes me roll my eyes back in their sockets. 
All right, next mistake is showing up without burning out. A real big one because I see so many female business owners going all in online and they think that they've got to grind 24-7 in order to beat everyone else to the top. I have seen small business owners walk away from their businesses because they've burnt out so badly. I have seen big accounts who have tried to keep up with posting five times a day on their social accounts have to disappear for three to six months because they hit a brick wall hard. You cannot run a long-term successful business that way and nor do you need to. You need to figure out how often you can show up and stay sane in the process. You need to have that time clearly defined And you then need to create a schedule you can work to that goes and fits in that time you have available. Please do not be formed by this hustle culture. And please know that it's not only okay, but it's imperative that you take time away from your business for rest and recovery. Mistake number four, boundaries. In the same vein as talking about showing up without burning out, If you don't set boundaries for your business, trust me, other people are going to set those boundaries for you. And if you have unmanaged boundaries in place, they will lead to burnout. Please don't think that that customer or that client won't text you at 10pm at night if you don't make it clear that you only operate between 10am and 4pm. You shouldn't be afraid to set boundaries in your business that help you create a business that works for you. Let me give you an example. Dan Kennedy, he is the god of email marketing, of direct mail, of marketing in general. Dan Kennedy has built a multi-multi-million pound business all around marketing Now, what's really interesting is that Dan has never owned a mobile phone and he doesn't do email. If you want to communicate with Dan, the only way that you can do that is by fax. And if you don't communicate with him by fax, you don't get to communicate with him at all. Even when you do communicate with Dan by fax, it doesn't go straight to him. It goes to his one and only staff member. Yes, he has built a multi-million dollar empire with only staff met one staff member and that staff member is in a completely different state to Dan in America. They rarely see each other. That staff member collects all Dan's faxes and then mails them, pigeon mail, mails them to him once a week. So if you fax Dan, you then have to wait sometimes weeks for his response dependent on the priority given to your fax. That's just one of the many boundaries Dan has set for his business that he has kept in place for more than 40 years in business so that he can run his business in a way that suits the lifestyle that he wants to live without him burning out. Dan can do it, so can you. Next mistake, tell your story. Stop bloody talking about your products and services all the time and instead Start telling stories that you can morph into the products and services you sell. There's a very big difference here. When you learn to tell stories about you, about your business, about your audience, about your customers, your clients, about life and business and pretty much anything else you want. And then you learn to morph those stories into nuggets of value and wisdom that connect your story to your business that then connects to your products and services, 
more people are going to look at, read, absorb the content you're putting out on social, in your emails, in your newsletters, on your sales pages and websites, and more people will buy. You've seen how I have already covered a little story that I've shared in this episode about Dan Kennedy and the boundaries that he sets. Stories are the thing that make your content more appealing and more interesting. You have to use them to your advantage. You have to learn how to tell stories well. You have to learn how to tell stories and then morph them into the products and services you sell. And when you do that, your business will grow and you will sell more. Mistake number six, giving value. How much value are you giving to your customers and clients? I mean, seriously, how much more value are you giving to your customers and clients than your competitors give? Do you even know? Value, by the way, does not mean charging the lowest price. Far from it. Charging the lowest price will destroy your business. Value comes in all sorts of other shapes and sizes, like how quickly can you respond to inquiries? Do you send surprise shock and awe packs to your most important customers? Can you guarantee to ship within 24 hours of of an order? Do you go the extra mile in whatever form that mile takes? I've had more than one of my clients say to me that the reason they stick around is because I'm there for them more than any other coach they've ever had. That makes me really happy because my clients feel that I'm really invested in them and their success, which I am. That's really important to me. My clients also say to me that the reason they stick around is because they really like the fact that I'm brutally honest with them. I'm not afraid to not wrap them in cotton wool. I'm not afraid to say the things to them that they may not want to hear, but they need to hear. And they respect me for that as a result. So I want to ask you, how can you stand out from your competitors who will maybe go a mile but no further? How can you be the one that goes 10 miles instead? Final one for this episode, mistake seven, being a decent bird. It never ceases to amaze me how many people feel it's perfectly okay to bring a really bad attitude to the online space. Almost like it's a privilege they're entitled to. I'd hazard a guess that half the shit those type of people bring online, they would never say to a stranger on the street or they'd never say inside a business meeting. But because there's this kind of big space between us and the internet, you know, you can't physically climb into the internet to be present. There's this sense that we can act up and get on with all sorts of slimy behavior and get away with it. And that's simply not okay. If you're even contemplating growing a successful small business in the online space, I'm going to suggest that you come to that journey with a good moral compass. That you don't waste time engaging in some of the outrageous arguments and bitch slapping that goes on. And if anyone brings their bad vibe to your space, rather than entering into a battle to try and take them down, you simply block them and move on. I know for sure I'd rather spend 10 minutes of my time serving my customers and clients well than take that time and invest it in some sort of nasty to and fro with anyone, even if the instigator of that nastiness is some idiot bringing their foul character to my space. So there you go, seven mistakes that I see female business owners make across the online space. Did any of those resonate with you? Hopefully, 
I've given you something to think about. That's it for this episode. I'll be back with another episode real soon to share some more common mistakes that I see small business owners make in the online space. But before I shoot off, got a question for you. Do you ever wonder whether you will get to real success in your business? You know, that sort of success that changes yours and your family's life for good. Success that allows you to splurge on your kiddies or on yourself without you worrying about how you're going to pay the bills. Now, there are some common indicators that can show whether you're closer to or further away from success than you think you are. And I've popped those indicators inside a super quick quiz that you can take to measure where your business is on a successometer. And I'm throwing in a free detailed 33-page report off the back of you taking that quiz that's packed with some great tips to help you show up and make your small business a much better success in the online space. So if you'd like to take that quiz, all you've got to do is go to the link around this episode and you'll find a link that will take you there. Or type into your browser window, femaleentrepreneurschool.com forward slash quiz it will take you straight there. I'll catch you again for another episode real soon. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Girl, thanks for showing up, being here and tuning into this episode. I appreciate you. Remember to subscribe so that you'll receive a notification when more episodes go live. And why not share this podcast with another female business owner who you know will get value from being here. I want you to stay on your business I want you to stay committed to your business. I want you to become unstoppable in your business and I'll catch up with you for more business success tips real soon. Take care. Bye for now.